Hello and welcome to Temple Bar Tradfest podcast. I'm Kieran Hanrahan. And I'm Ruth Smith and we're coming to you from the Oliver Singen Gorgerty in Temple Bar in Dublin. And we're here previewing Tradfest 2020. We certainly have a feast of Trad Without Frontiers for you all around Temple Bar here in Dublin in January. We're featuring different acts that will be playing at Tradfest and this week we're proud to present Bree Jean from Sligo who is well and truly bringing the harp to a completely new space. Bree Jean, welcome after that big intro to the podcast. (laughs) And I'm only small. (laughs) You're bringing the harp they say, to a new space, where did you discover these spaces? Um, so I bought a loop pedal and, well, initially I used garage band, you know, and then I wanted to layer and layer because I always wanted to be in a band, but nobody wanted a harpist in the band. So I said I'd have to make my own band if it was ever going to work. <laughs> so I layered myself and then it started off with arranging tunes and arranging, making arrangements for tunes I wrote and different things. And then I just started writing with the loop pedal. So it doesn't really have uh, the form of the normal form in nanny music, really. It's kind of a thing of its own. If okay, I'm, I'm, I'm getting you, but before so we get to there, can we rewind back a little bit, maybe, and see where it started out? The harp. Why did you pick up the harp for a start? Oh, um, well, I heard Leisha Kelly playing it when I was younger, and then I decided I wanted to play it, because I played the flute and piano and dancing and all the rest, you know, uh, from when I was younger. And then when I heard the harp, I was just like, no, tunnel vision, I want it. And mum was like, are you sure now? It's an expensive <laughs> instrument. <laughs> that's a commitment. So, um, yeah, no, I was my, my heart was set on it, and then Grania Hamney taught me... Um, when I was for about a year or two and uh, then yeah because I was about 15 I'd say when I took it up Um, but I just was I was so mad for it I was addicted to it It's a recurring trend isn't it we're hearing a lot of people when we ask them you know how they were taken by an instrument or attracted to a certain instrument and there's that aha moment you know when you hear it yeah um, totally that you just are so drawn to it and you you use the phrase tunnel vision and I think for someone to become the best they can be you really have to dedicate yourself wholeheartedly to mastering an instrument and of course Leisha Kelly being the person that you heard and that you oh, know, she's class that drawn <laughs> to it yeah as, as is Grania Hambly I must say an incredible harpist as well but I think I know why your mother said are you sure she was looking down the road to know who's going to be carrying this instrument oh yeah looking at the car the boot of the car exactly <laughs> we already have a keyboard <laughs> all of that yeah we also played flute of course and piano you mentioned that who were the influences by the way when you were starting to play traditional music in well, Sligo my family. my family would be my um so my sister and I, we'd be the fourth generation of uh, traditional Irish music musicians in the family. Um, so my mother and my uncle, my mum, Aileen Donoher, and my uncle, Kenny Donoher, and then my granddad, Jerry Donoher, and his father, John Donoher, as well. Like So I've, I've, there was, it was normal, I suppose, you know, being brought around to sessions, you know yourself. Okay, I do know myself, and I know what you said. Now, here's a very interesting question. It was normal, you said. So what are they making now of the music that you're making? <laughs> My mum told me not to tell granddad about it. Not to tell your granddad about it. <laughs> Too much syncopation. <laughs> That's, good. That's not Ted. 
But well, you're uh, in you're in your grannies as they say because this is trad without frontiers. So we've no we've no boundaries or borders around what the music should be. So you're yeah. you're a perfect artist for Tradfest. Thank you. Well, um, I'm delighted, delighted to be part of it. But uh, I showed Grandad actually my my videos anyway. And he says, "Oh Jesus, is that you? Yeah, yeah. What do you think of it? Oh Jesus, it's nice. It's nice. Yeah." <laughs> so, well, you got the seal of I approval. Can do no wrong. I can do no wrong with him. <laughs> that's that's fantastic. No, the whole idea then of looping and all that for you and developing your music. Like, where did you actually start? I mean, you played a tune on the harp and you decided, oh, I loop this. What was the process? Well, actually, it started with you know when you're lying in bed at night and you can hear something going on in your head, and you want to write it down and you want to record it, and your voice memos are full of <laughs> na 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 na. <laughs> One time my voice man was hooked up to my Bluetooth speaker before it was so embarrassing and it just started playing it and all my friends were like, what the hell is that? <laughs> totally exposed to all your, like, your undeveloped la, la, ideas. La. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But um, that that's where it's like class for writing music because you can just like do your idea and then just go straight away on top of it with something else and then you can let the piece move whatever way you want. As you said, a band in a box, like, you know, you're your own <laughs> band, yeah. really. Yeah. yeah, I can do it all on my own which is nice but when I have my drummer Paul Leonard Claire Sands on fiddle like and um, then bass Jack Selby Smith and uh, Jake Curran recorded on uh, electric guitar for me as well just having those extra things like hearing people play with your music their interpretation of your music it's, it's pretty cool it's very satisfying isn't it yeah it's yeah. mad it's like ooh <laughs> Like that. And what's then your inspiration? Like your trad, let's say, born and bred, but what's your inspiration for writing your tunes, apart from waking up in the middle of the night and shouting into the phone? I sound like a lunatic. I don't do that all the time, no. But, um, no, definitely something about the scenes in Sligo. Definitely. It's like just... You can just be inspired anywhere, I think, in Sligo. Well... There's loads of lovely places around. <laughs> and did Sligo, uh, did that influence uh, Ocean of Stars? Did, yeah. Yeah, it did. Um, just, uh, it's the the swells in it as well. It's not with my, with any of my, on my forthcoming EP, there's two tracks where I'm singing, I'm using vocals. But it's more like I'm using vocals as opposed to s- telling a story. So, um for nearly even I don't know you know there's there's no deep meaning behind it as such it's just the use of them in the piece fitted nicely so like in Ocean of Stars I love the swells I can create with my voice and stuff as well and that of course is the the new video and track that you brought out that your grandfather liked oh he loved it (laughs) (laughs) will we have a listen to it yeah let's have a listen to it Ocean of Stars
Well, that was Bree Jean. And Bree Jean, tell me what you're going to do. When you're going to break America, you're going to have a little logo to show people how to pronounce your name because it's it's spelt B-R-I-F-A-D-I-F-A-D-N. Yeah, Bree Jean. So uh, I'm going to get a little slice of Bree cheese and uh, plus with a pair of jeans. So everyone say it right. <laughs> so will you have an arrow pointing and saying Bree for the cheese? Yeah, Bree Jean. <laughs> okay, no, I get that. I get what you're saying. But we need to, you know, point it out to those are less, you know, understanding of it. You spoke before, before we heard Ocean of Stars, you spoke about the, the kind of the joy in creating music that is not necessarily lyrically specific, but just creating a sound world. And that's so evident in the music. Like you, you've, you've brought this lovely evocative soundscape into, into your, the way you make music. Class, thank you. Yeah, it kind of, um, kind of takes you away a bit. I love, I love listening to my own music as well. It's oh just, my God. I, I find, <laughs> That's a wonderful thing to be able to say that, that you know, a lot of people can't hear the sound of their own voice if they're recorded or, you know, d- don't like listening to their own stuff because there's always something they'd like to fix. But the fact that you enjoy listening I to... It. I love it. It just, yeah, chills me out. Chills me out. Like, um, I work a lot as well at, since I moved home. I'm, uh, I'm an undertaker now as well. So I'm, like, really busy. <laughs> Okay, I can see you um, putting that uh, the slice of brie and the, the pair of jeans beside the ad for that, all right. It's kind of nice to wind down, do you know, after. <laughs> <laughs> do, you know? <laughs> but do you know what? That's, that's amazing, because neither of no, us knew that. No, we're, we're, you could, no. could you hear the gasp in the yeah, room when you said it? God, yeah. You have such a light, kind of effervescent nature to your to your personality. You come, you came in here and straight away we were all laughing and having fun and you're, you're well able to poke fun at yourself. So this is this is your life. You you're an undertaker, and you create this be- beautiful magical soundscape music that's inspired by your native Sligo, and you seem like you're kind of straddling those two worlds of you know the if you like the light and the dark of things. Yeah, it is. Um, you there's no you know you hear some people like looking for some kind of inspiration to write a heartfelt song, and it's like, geez, you don't need to go looking anywhere. Like it's so you do you reach you see an awful lot and you get to meet an awful an awful lot of lovely people in the job, but you also get to see the all the whole different levels of emotion and grief and it's really interesting. But um, yeah, it's nice. I I was teaching music and I was working with music, but I found that when I come home I didn't want to do music. So I find that with this now. I'm working with my dad like as well that's great and then I come home and then I'm mad to get at the heart mm. like do you know so and it is that shift of perspective you know you get to see people in the most vulnerable um, the, mm. the, in the most I suppose raw kind yeah. of s- times in their lives when they're grieving and then that shift of perspective when you see what we have when you have life when you can fulfill yeah. a dream or you can create a song or you can do something that makes you feel very alive and the fact that you enjoy listening yeah. to your own musical output <laughs> it, it, there's, there's an amazing kind of yeah. um, I suppose full circle there yeah and there's a there's another thing you get from it too and that's that like nothing really matters so like you know <laughs> perspective perspective massive perspective so like when I get to like this is definitely my outlet for everything I see inside the funeral home um, and it's just nice yeah it's an escape certainly I think probably the first undertaker we've yes, had on this podcast it is <laughs> it absolutely is yeah 
And if, if dare I say, there's a friend of mine who's training as a death doula. Um, and looking at, have you heard of that? No. No. So it's, it's helping people, like you look at a doula for someone who's coming into the world. So a midwife, essentially. Okay. But being a midwife to the dying as well. Oh, you heard, right. You haven't heard of that, no. So we'd be dealing with him a lot. Yes, or kind her. Of thing. Or yeah. her, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's it's people who basically are choosing how they want to finish their days, you know, and where they want to be. And it's there's so much more, oh. I think there's so much more thought and effort put into... Like a pre a pre-arrangement? Yeah. No, oh, no. The personhood of someone's final days. So where they want to be. You know, a lot of people want to be in their own home. Bucket list, kind of. Yes, yeah, bucket yeah. list. Yeah. yeah, I'm just wondering how you're going to explain that one to your father. <laughs> well, the death we doula. We do, um, we do pre-arrangements as well. So, like, we get people coming in making arrangements. And it's a bit of crack, like, as well. Yeah. Do you know? And we go into the coffee showroom, and they're like, oh, we got been. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast has taken, has taken a very off. unusual I'm step. We started out listening to this beautiful music, and now we're talking about death and getting well, into the show. You're, you're an endless source of surprises. Will we take some more music from you? Um, yes, I have the first track I released, uh, which is Wisteria. Um, so that was uh, that was the first one I put out on like iTunes and all that. So that was exciting. And then I have a really cool video as well, which you should go and check it out of me running around the bog with smoke bombs it's all upside down and stuff it's great well here we take wisteria why am i not surprised <laughs> why am i not surprised <laughs> out in a bog in sligo with smoke bombs Bree Jean. good woman so wisteria from Bree Jean.
That's Wisteria from Breejean. Take a look at the video. She's recommending that you do that. And you've got to look at some of the bogs around County Sligo as well. And I see, by the way, Breejean, that you've been working quite a bit. You mentioned her already with Claire Sands from Cork, uh, who's also playing at Tradfest 2020. There seems to be a great new wave, a new cohort of musicians and performers coming through. Do you feel a kind of a kinship with all these new musicians of your own age group sort of uh, doing the rounds now? Yeah, it's cool. Taken over, right? <laughs> Isn't that fantastic to see that generation though, of young musicians actually stepping forward and stepping up onto the stage? Yeah, new ideas, and it's you know, there's lots of there's so much new music now from young artists. It's class. It's so inspiring. Like I think that it's not just everyone doing what they're told and you know doing this because this is right and doing this because this is right. They're just doing what they want. A lot of experimentation going on. Yes. Definitely. I think that's that's probably down to how you can promote promote yourself now as well. I Huge think massively, yeah. Because yeah. you can just stick up things online mm. um of you playing and messing around and then it's like when you get a bit of attraction from it it's like, Oh, this is actually kinda cool so it encourages people to Certainly there's great freedom about doing all of that now and that's thanks really to social media because you have access, you have your own personal access to that. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't be able to afford <laughs> anyway with all the costs of everything um, to be. Well, I wouldn't be able to afford to be a musician now if I wasn't an undertaker, because it just there's so much in recording. It costs so much of musician and musicians and the videos and stuff. But when you make, when you put the money into it and you make such a big effort into all parts then that's when you're really proud of it I think and it's worth it so I think cutting corners is not great but, but also technology has, has allowed us like you know you can record an amazing video on your phone yeah and you can edit you can get edit suite 100%. software you know yourself and, yeah. and there's something like you said about that kind of homemade um, end result that makes yeah. you even more invested in it as well and and when you have to promote yourself online then as well, you know, not having that in someone else's hands, the fact that it's something you can control on your Facebook yeah. page, on Instagram you know or whatever it is. Who yeah. you want to target. <laughs> or, or just how you want to portray yourself. Yeah, Do you exactly, know what I mean? That yeah. it's all self-directed and in your yeah. own hands as well. You're performing at Tradfest 2020. Is that important to you? It is, yeah. Definitely. To be... Um, geez, the, the other bands that are playing the two nights um, in the, the storehouse isn't it They're, the other bands are class as well and it's like I love their music and it's just class that I'm amongst them that's pretty cool because I, I only released Wisteria in it was the end of July so do you know it's it's nice yeah, that's in the Live at the Hub series in the storehouse uh, last year, of course, and another woman who likes to use the loop pedal a bit, Susan O'Neill, was chosen from that to go to Milwaukee Irish Fest. So there's always that chance as well from taking part. Oh, well, it'd be great, but I honestly just am so happy to be playing, like, as part of it. It's it's really cool. It's just, it's like there's there's other people who like my madness. That's nice. <laughs> Maybe is there any is there any musician that has inspired your sound or who you've really drawn from in creating that sound? I know there's um it's funny just just hearing you talk about how you make your music. Ailey Blunny, isn't she from Leitrim? Do you know Ailey? Yeah, just the, that kind of reminds me of the same sort of soundscape 
But is there any Irish um, musician or artist that you've been really inspired by? Um, or is this literally uncharted territory? Bree Jean goes rogue. Totally me going into the studio and just writing what I want to write and what I want to hear. I'm not... That's why it's kind of actually hard to market because it isn't pop. It isn't, you know, it's not strictly trad. You know, it's it's a thing of its own, which is hard. So exciting. But then, like, I'm like, alternative? <laughs> but then it's all, like, punk stuff. And then I'm like, oh, new age? But it's not that, like, you know, there's, oh, I don't know. It's hard to put a pin on it. It's breeding. It's Breejean, as she just said. No better reply to that. And you can see Breejean at the uh, Live at the Hub series in the old storehouse here at the Temple Bar during Tradfest. And uh, more information about her gig and the scores of others that we've lined up for the third week of January 2020 at tradfest.ie. And that's about it for this podcast. We want to say thanks a million to Bree Jean for travelling all the way from County Sligo to be with us for the podcast today. Thank you, Bree Jean. Thanks for having me. And, uh, well, from the Oliver Stinchin Gogarty, I'm Kieran Hanrahan. And I'm Ruth Smith. Thanks a million. Slán. come into the sound, forget you down, feel the air, beautiful.